Hello and welcome to Brain Space, the place we're going to listen to me as I talk to you and verse you on my opinions on faith, religion, politics, society and the world, particularly through the lens of my own personal journey of growth and development. So without further ado, I give you Brain Space. So for today's episode, I'm going to be joined by my mum and we're going to be talking about hair and kind of its importance or significance in the black community. Hope you enjoyed this episode. It may be a little bit long, so you might have to cut it into two segments, but if that happens, you'll see. So yeah, into the episode. Okay, so to begin with, I kind of want to just um, ask you a question real quick. Like, what is your, um, what does hair mean to you? Like, does it, is it, do you find, like, think hair is, like, actually important? Like, as a black person or a black woman, how do you, like, regard hair? As a black woman, I think um, hair is our crown, basically. It's our, it or a jewel in our crown. It's, you know, it gives us our extra spice our pizzazz um i think it is important for us it's part of our identity um and um if we go back to um history what we do with our hair has been um of great importance and significance for example um having head wraps used to protect us from the sun when we were out you know in um cane fields as slaves or picking cotton as slaves um it was also a way to protect our hair from um lice or insects and things like that but you know plaits and braids and cornrows all of those things were a way to not only look elegant and um enhance our beauty but it was also like protection that so braids and cornrow and things were born out of protecting our scalp protecting our hair from um extremities from cold from from heat from you know poor living conditions and things like that so i think hair definitely is important for black women and um particularly it it allows us to express ourselves in a way that people have often tried to, of course, copy, emulate, appropriate, but it allows us to express ourselves when sometimes we have not had the space, voice or opportunity to express ourselves. Um, so, yeah, it's it is really important to black women and it's it's a way of us being creative. Okay, so from like from the way you describe it, or the way you talk about it, it's it seems like a very um what's the word, like a very positive kind of experience um, and like relationship that you have with hair, like you personally, I'm not, I don't know, you personally have with hair. Um, I, I I can't I agree with what you're saying in terms of it being used as like not an accessory as such, but kind of like an accessory or like a dec- not a decoration but a, an adornment in a sense that kind of can add. A, like yeah spice you know a little bit of spice to the look and I also I do feel like historically there's and culturally there's a lot of um significance in terms of like black women's hair whether it's like in Africa and it's like it's a symbol of your, your marital status your class your caste blah 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 I think it's definitely like important but I, I, I'm kind of um I'm wondering like I've been thinking a lot basically about how other people view our hair and I'm I'm curious that like, what are your 
your kind of your take on other people's like ex- not experiences of our hair but how other people interact with us based off of hair if that makes sense of the way our hair is or appears to them well i think other people other other races they have a lack of understanding but also they have a lack of willingness to learn i think i mean not just with our hair but with other um other elements of our culture um other races particularly women will um appropriate or be praised for um emulating our style our music um the way we speak the you know just so many different things about us our cooking um and it's always been praised and i think that other races need to do better um in terms of finding out educating themselves understanding that in the same way that they are entitled to have blonde hair blue eyes we are entitled to have a natural afro locks bantu knots however we want to wear our hair um i think it's a lack of a lack of education but a lack of willingness to learn as well um and you know i often see um posts about if somebody touches your hair i mean it's happened to me growing up you know people at school would try and come to you and just push their hand in your hair like it's so (laughs) offensive to me and it's such an invasion of privacy it's unacceptable to walk up to a woman and grab their bum or their breasts but it's okay to just delve your hands into somebody's afro or into their braids like it's absolutely outrageous to me um and i think that curiosity it's fine to be curious but then you have to educate yourself and you have to um, have an understanding of people's culture, not just pick up the parts of the culture that you find attractive. I think education is key um, in this area. And when people are willing to understand black women, particularly black women, because I think obviously black men do face criticism for the way they wear their hair as well. But I think... um, as a society um you know society is constructed that black women are the most educated but they're the most put upon the most overlooked um and most underrepresented in every single area you know and i think it speaks volumes into the way that other races are willing to communicate interact with work with um and support and encourage black women it you know it's almost non-existent um so i do think that there is a massive gap in understanding but there has to be a willingness to educate oneself and until other races get to that point there's always going to be a gap what i find refreshing right now in 2021 is that so many black women and black girls are embracing the natural state of their hair I'm, I'm finding that like it's so um exhilarating for me it's amazing that so many um girls and young women and you know older women are, are now willing to wear their hair natural um i don't think it's coincidence i think that a lot 
has been done in terms of research, marketing and products, you know. 20 years ago, lots of black women wouldn't wear their hair natural because there were limited products for natural hair, you know. But with with um, technology, marketing, etc., there's so much more out there that um, we're able to um, play around with our hair and we're able to, you know, embrace what we were blessed with, you know, because it's a blessing. Even in the Bible, it talks about a woman's... Um, hair and that it's a blessing and a crown and it's nice to see black women embrace that because of course in biblical times the women were black see I I I hear what you're saying I have I have a question it's not it's not even disagreement but I have a question how much of the lack of understanding or the lack of willingness to understand is partially on the lays on the like the blame is on black women in the black community because while i do understand of course i understand i understand and agree that there's a lot of racism there's just a lot of institutionalized racism and normalized racist behavior such as grabbing people's hair and asking kind of invasive questions about it and stuff like that that obviously that isn't really anything to do with us that's other people's um, prerogative but i also want to ask like on the flip side of that how much of the lack of understanding is due to, or the lack of appreciation for our hair is due to us and the way we interact with ourselves and our hair and like our beauty? Because I feel like, although obviously other races have, like they, you know, if they don't have the hair, they can't really live it in that sense or experience it in the same way we can. But I think that, especially growing up now, there's a lot of um, division and a lot of discrimination within the black community especially like black teenage girls like there's a lot of um kind of unspoken things that go on where it's like people are discriminated against based off of the length of their hair the texture of their hair the way their hair looks in certain styles and blah 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 blah. and i feel like a lot of the not a lot of the reason but a decent like amount of the reason why other races aren't as quick to accept our hair or to want to appreciate it or appreciate its beauty is because they can see that sometimes we don't appreciate it if that makes sense well i i hear what you're saying but i think i have to disagree i think that um you know we are products of systemic racism and that's worldwide and we have gone through hundreds and hundreds of years of people demoralizing us putting us down for our appearance and while i do acknowledge there are issues in our own community with colorism, for example, or people, you know, your hair isn't long enough, your hair isn't straight enough, etc. I do understand there is a problem within our community, but that is only a product of racism, systemic racism, and being beaten down for our appearance. And um, it naturally grows out of our head, you know, there are so many examples that I can draw on where, you know, we're told that we don't look professional if we have an afro or dreadlocks or you come to work in a head wrap so you're looked down upon, like, as if you... as if the hair on your head has something to do with your intellect and your efficiency in the workplace. It's crazy, but that's systemic. I do acknowledge that there, there are... there is work to be done 
with ourselves and our community but I would I would almost want to separate the two and address that issue within the black community and I think that comes with education and self-love within our own communities and our own homes and it starts with mothers and grandmothers embracing their young child's hair and allowing her to explore and understand and embrace her natural beauty so I agree with you on that point however it is only a result of systemic racism slavery being beaten down time and time again over hundreds and hundreds of years of course it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy if you are told you are ugly you are not worthy you are not beautiful of course you're going to start to believe that just like a child in school if the teacher says you're dumb you're stupid over time you are going to believe that you can't achieve um anything in the school in, in school and you're likely to be less successful at GCSEs A levels and maybe not pursue a degree or because you are self-fulfilling what people have told you over and over again so yes there is um that element of colorism but it is a result of um racism slavery and total discrimination against us you know we go to school there are cases where black girls go to school and not only do we have to face it from you know our peers in the classroom like somebody putting their hand in your hair or your colleague like talking to oh your hair was short last week like mind your business like if I've got a weave on today it's long today and it's going to be short tomorrow and what's it got to do with you you know I mean but we have to deal with those things but aside from that we then have the establishment trying to police our hair and tell us that your afro's too big you need to wear your hair more presentable boys you cannot wear braids or dreadlocks to school like how is that stopping me from learning you know so i think there's a larger issue than yes we do have issues to deal with in our own community but it is it is the establishment it is society and until um we start to tear down the narrative that a black woman is ugly, the shape of her hips and the formation of her lips, a natural um, hairdo or dreadlocks or, um, you know, however we um, want to wear our hair. It's no one else's business. When, um, you know, when when uh, Caucasian people or other races wear their hair however they want, they can shave the side of their hair, dye it blonde, dye it blue, you know, you've got goths wearing their hair how they want nobody criticizes them when there was the punk phase in the 80s nobody said the word about how people's hair was but it's always a conversation about black women and how we wear our hair like it's nothing to do with you we wear it how we want it grows naturally out of our head and let me just touch on this because i'm well i don't know maybe you will want to cover it we might touch it later on but you know, I also want to just put out there for the people that criticise black women for straightening their hair or wearing a wig or wearing blonde hair. Like, it's none of your business. Like, we, you know, we have protective hairstyles. We want to protect our hair. Our hair is very porous. We have to protect our hair from the weather. We have to protect our hair from, you know, rain, etc., cold weather our hair is not going to thrive in in extreme conditions so 
we wear protective hairstyles and you know we like to be creative and aside from the protective hairstyles so what if we just want to change it up today like if i want to present myself in a different way today we are very versatile um women we like change we like creativity and whatever state i wear my hair in as a black woman has nothing to do with anybody else see that was cool um i just uh i want to also take like not take over draw something that you said when you were just talking a second ago about um what was it about about the issue of like um the whole thing around okay discrimination within the workplace or discrimination within the educational set setting or whatever it is i kind of want to talk about people i don't know i want to know your experiences about people's um how people interact with you based on the way your hair looks or different ways you've had your hair and how th that interaction has changed because i know for me personally in school i've had a lot of like some kind of iffy situations or iffy scenarios or experiences where I would come in after having got my hair done, someone would be like, whoa, I barely recognised you. Like, it wasn't really that necessary. Like, those kind of things, it makes me feel like you're, you're, you're too invested, basically. That people tend to be too invested in what goes on in a black person's head. And I just, I don't really understand it because, to be honest with you, I don't feel like, well, when we get our hair done, we get it done for ourselves. We're like, yeah, this is a cool hairstyle, whatever, whatever. We want to express ourselves in that specific way. But what I cannot stand is when I would come into school, for example, and have people trying to plunge their hand in my hair or trying to pull on it or saying, oh, your hair looks so fluffy and so soft. It's like a cloud. Oh, my gosh, it's so, like, ugh. Like, that kind of thing, it almost makes you feel dehumanised because it makes you feel like when you go to, I don't know, a zoo or a, a farm and you see, like, a baby lamb, you're like, oh, my God, it's so fluffy, it's so curly, it's so soft, I want to touch it. You get your hands out trying to grab on it and it makes me feel like, you're looking at me as some kind of foreign object and maybe I don't look like you I can understand that maybe my hair doesn't look like yours but to me it's very like demoralizing and it's very discouraging it makes you feel very like just like kind of claustrophobic kind of suffocated and surrounded when people come at me and they're like oh my god what did you use your hair how does your hair work oh my gosh does your hair do this does it grow like this blah 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 I understand curiosity especially if you haven't had the exposure to a lot of different ethnic backgrounds or racial backgrounds but at the same time, I feel like there is a time and a place for it. And the time and the place for it is not you as a teacher, for example, in the middle of a lesson saying, oh my gosh, Joelle, I barely recognise you. What have you done with your hair? Is that all your hair? Blah, 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 blah. The kind of experiences that I've had, I feel like a lot of my black peers have had for sure. I don't know if black teachers also experience the same thing. And you would expect that it would go because i feel like you'd expect that as you get older with more you know your, your life experience increasing and you're becoming more wise and learned in the ways of the world you wouldn't be asking questions like what did you do to your hair how did it grow so fast do you take those out and put them back in overnight the questions that i've had i don't know i just feel like they're driven a lot by maybe perhaps by curiosity yes but i also recognize often an undertone of racism and the thing is it's a conscious thing because I've had people ask me questions like well no offense I'm not trying to be racist but I thought black people's hair doesn't grow that kind of <laughs> comments like that I don't know you can hear it it doesn't sound right and what makes it worse when people acknowledge the fact that what they're saying isn't right they know it's not acceptable to say because they had the preamble of I don't mean to be racist but 
if you have to say that, what you're going to say is probably racist. It's probably offensive. It's probably based on a stereotype that has no foundation in truth. And I feel like a lot of that is just people not... I don't know. Like, not think... I don't know if it's not thinking. Like, what do you think it is? Because I don't really understand it, personally. Well, to be honest, I think... Um, it's fair to say that ignorance is alive and well in 2021. Um, I think that, um, you know, even as a teacher, I've had students come up to me, what have you done with your hair? Same types of um, questions. And of course, as a black girl into womanhood, I've had it all my life. Um, and I, I think it's interesting that you've spoken about um, feeling dehumanised because, of course, in Belgium and other parts of the world where they had human zoos with black people in. This is the privilege that people have had over the years where they feel that they can just come and um, use you as a spectacle and touch you and, you know, absolutely have no respect for personal boundaries. But I think the more we keep quiet about these things and the more... um, silent we are and the more ready we are to just accept it as oh well you know this is how white people behave or this is how other races behave in the workplace the more it is going to um occur we have to all stand up we have to um demand respect we have to um demand equal treatment equality and we have to um educate people on diversity curious google it like you're gonna find information about anything on google google it but what you're not going to do is touch me you know and that's my stance and i think over the years i've been more confident at doing that um and you know years and years ago my hair was straight and maybe i would have you know if i was going to a job interview i would have had my hair straight and want a suit etc now if i'm going to a job interview and i feel like well this outfit is going to like you know pop with an african head wrap can kente cloth that's what i'm wearing if i decide to have my locks long down my back on the day that's how i'm going to wear it it's gonna do with it's gonna be about my mood more than if i look quote unquote professional to the masses I'm not interested in that. You're going to take me and you're going to accept this as professional, just like you're going to accept somebody that rocks up to work without running a comb through their hair. Um, and they're not, they're not black. They don't have Afro hair. Lots of people do it all the time. I see many colleagues roll into work with their hair soaking wet straight out of the shower. Nobody says anything to them, you know? So we have to demand respect. We have to be adamant about personal boundaries and space and proximity like just don't get too close to me especially in a world of covid like i don't (laughs) want your hands on me okay so you're not gonna touch my head don't even reach out to it and i'm a person anyway that i don't really like people you know being too physical (laughs) so what you're not gonna do okay is touch my hair and leave debris from your skin in my locks that I've been growing for many years. Like, it's it's an invasion, okay? And then I'm walking home with somebody's DNA because you wanted to touch my hair. Like, Google it. <laughs> this, this is not Madame Tussauds. You're not going to touch and feel. It's not show and tell, you know? And I think we all, as we as black women, have to be adamant. We have to wear our hair with pride. However we choose to style it, 
whatever state we decide to wear it in we have to um wear it as our crowning glory and we have to absolutely demand that people respect our personal space and boundaries and do not touch us it's an invasion of privacy i don't expect anybody to grab my butt at work i don't expect anybody to touch my hair like please keep your hands off you know um so yeah it's it, it's all about respect and it's highly unprofessional for a teacher to be commenting on a student's hair anyway um you know and i think that we need to stop saying it's curiosity we need to stop giving a pass if you want to find something out you know this is 2021 you can find almost anything on the internet find out about it you know and if you really want to find out about somebody's culture, just like you would do, you know, you, you go to Chinatown when it's um, Chinese New Year, you know, you go out and when it's Diwali and look at the fireworks, you're going to get to know black people and you're going to embrace their culture or you're going to leave us alone. <laughs> okay, first thing I want to say is completely echo what you're saying about the not touching. Um, please don't touch me. Um, I've had, if you know me well, you know me at all, you know I don't really like hugs. This is where I get it from. It's not just random. Um, <laughs> but I do, I do 100% agree with what you're saying. I, I have one, okay, two more questions. My, my first question is, what about, okay, the scenario where, okay, I've seen this a lot, especially on social media, someone will get their hair done or they'll wear their hair a certain way. For example, if they have their hair in like a weave or a wig and it's like straight or it's wavy, whatever it may be. People comment on it and they say, well, it, this often happens in, in like response to a cultural appropriation situation where someone has kind of appropriated a black hairstyle. So, for example, cornrows or whatever, dreadlocks, whatever, they've taken it and they have take, they've taken it, claimed it as their own and not really given credit. So in response to that, people will say, well, if we can't wear our hair in an afro, a fake afro, but it's not real, it's a wig probably, a fake afro, why is it that you guys can wear your hair straight? or you guys can go get blue contacts why is it that you guys can dye your hair blonde but no one says anything right well let me just listen i i really like this question and let me just dive right in it has to be stated that there are many hues of a black woman okay many hues and with many hues there are many different hair textures there are many different um natural states of hair there are black women black people on this earth that have blonde hair and blue eyes naturally blonde hair and blue eyes you see we have the we have the eve gene okay which means that we have the dna of every single other human being um that walks this earth so we are not appropriating if we have straight hair if we straighten our hair, it's because we want a particular style or we want our hair to be more manageable. Just like white people use frizzies, okay? They put frizz control in their hair and straighten their hair as well. If we have straight hair or we wear a weave or we, you know, it's not because we want to be white. It's because we like that particular style or because we want our hair to be a little bit more manageable for the day or whatever it is. Okay, but what we are going to do is acknowledge that there are many hues and complexions of black people and with that come many different eye colours 
and many different hair textures, okay? So we cannot appropriate. We have the E gene, the Eve gene. See, this is not like, just to echo what you're saying, there's a difference between culture and genetics, and I feel like that's often overlooked. People are always like, well, you're trying to kind of basically emulate the appearance of someone who isn't black, basically. So a white person, Asian person, whatever it may be. And I feel like this happens... Like, it happens too often. Because if you just think about it, right, how can a hair, a hair texture be culture? If you really think about it, okay, this is a matter of genes and how your DNA combines and how it expresses itself physically. I feel like when that happens, it's because someone's been shut down because they would do something they, sh- they shouldn't have been doing. They were being discriminatory or they were trying to culture appropriate, which, by the way, is racist and discriminatory at the same time. Don't do it. I feel like what happens a lot of the time is people... They learn a new word and they run with it, basically. And because they don't like what they're being told, they don't like being told that what you're doing, hey, that is offensive That is offensive to me. The fact that you've taken a hairstyle that originates in black culture or in African culture specifically, whatever. I remember when Bantu Knot um, made like a reappearance in like the US and um, the UK a few years ago. People started doing Bantu Knots. A lot of black women started doing it. And then a few months later, a few years later, whatever, you see um, a white model wearing Bantu Knots styled as twisty buns. They originated in Central Africa. They're called Bantu knots because the Bantu people of Central Africa wear that hairstyle. It's about erasure, I feel like, people. And I feel like erasure is a big issue when it comes to hair, when it comes to black beauty or black influence, generally speaking. But I completely agree with what you said in terms of, hey, <laughs> we're not trying to copy your... You're not trying to copy your genes. You have ours. <laughs> like... You know, and just, to, and just to jump on the back of that, I mean... You know, when it comes to cultural appropriation, you know, I'm, listen, I'm all for embracing other people's cultures, but you give people credit where it's due. And and I'm going to need for all these, you know, celebrities of different races, Khloe Kardashian and the crew, you know, I'm going to need them to say, yes, I have box braids in. This is a black hairstyle. This is a black way of styling your hair, which goes back to hundreds and hundreds of hundreds of years. I'm going to need them to actually say, you know, when when people start saying, you know, this is a new style that the Kardashians have brought out, I'm going to need you to be the corrective here and, you know, correct the narrative and acknowledge that you are wearing a style because I think this is the issue. Black women, black people in general, we don't really care if you wear braids what we do care about is the fact that we are discriminated against for wearing braids and you are celebrated for wearing a style that you have copied from a black person you see that is the issue and you know it goes it's it's more than hair it's body shape i remember growing up when i when when i was um 16 years old the amount of people that used to laugh or say, you know, um, talk about my shape, talk about my hips and my, my, my waist, etc. You know, and black women, historically, their bodies have been uh, sexualized and, um, you know, put out in the media and we've been talked about, you know, big hips, big bottom, big lips, all of these things. And we've been rubbished for that. And then we've got the Kardashians, I'm going to call their name again because, you know, they are a classic example <laughs> of this appropriation. We have these these um, so-called celebrities out here going under the knife, 
um, emulating our natural body shape and then they're praised for it. I mean, people are talking about this um, Kardashian shape. Beyonce had hips and thighs before you, darling. You know, and before Beyonce, I mean, we, we, you know, we have, it's naturally part of our DNA. The body shape is different, you know, and I mean, we don't care if you have that shape. But what you're not going to say is that you have, you know, that you are the, the, the trendsetter. You're not the trendsetter because we naturally occur like this, you know, and it's so infuriating and disrespectful for, um, you know, these things to be highlighted. But black women have been rubbished for many, many years um, for having these natural features, you know, um, so, I mean, it's it's infuriating. But as I said at the beginning of the um, interview, I feel like education is a must, but I'm going to need this education to be self-directive. I'm going to need people to be compassionate. I'm going to need people to be understanding. But most of all, be respectful, okay? Because we're not going to stand for it any longer. You know, I, 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 I just am... You know, so delighted that black women are wearing their natural hair more. And even if they don't and they choose to chemically treat their hair, we're not going to bash a black woman for having relaxed hair. White women relax their hair every day. You know, white women have curly perms and do um, dye their hair blonde or different colours. No one bats an eyelid. We're not going to start rubbishing black women however they want to wear their hair. It's, it's a right. It's a human right to present yourself the way you wish, okay? So I'm just gonna need you to put a little bit of respect on black girls here, and we're gonna leave it there. Um, well, I just wanna say thank you, because this is a really good interview and a really good discussion that we've had um, for the last few, like 20 minutes or so. I hope that you guys enjoy this episode, and um, yeah, if you wanna see my mom, we'll hear my mom again, because I feel like you guys like her. I feel like you would like her. Yeah. Especially if you know if you know her, I feel like you might want to like listen to more episodes of her. If you do, leave a comment, follow me, message me, DM me, snap me, I don't really mind. And we'll bring her back because I think she has some good opinions and I yeah. I think she's good for banter as well. She get the views up. So <laughs> yes, we're using you for clout. Um I'll see you next week. <laughs> I'll see you next week um with my update for February. Until then, bye. <laughs>